We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigert. a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison baseball. The Dukes did wrap up their season last week in the Sun Belt Tournament as they finished 31-25 and in their first year in their new league. Let's talk to the head coach, the Dukes, and we're kind of wrap up the season, put a bow on it with Marlon Eikenberry, the baseball coach at JMU. Hi, Coach. How are you, sir? Dave, doing great. Appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you throughout the entire season. And, you know, we were just talking off the air. It never stops for you. You were driving your son to a, a travel ball tournament this past weekend. As soon as you get off the bus, it's uh, it's nonstop for you all the time, isn't it? It is. It is. It's that time of year, you know. Um, you know, just you finish your season and, and then you have you have other seasons and you just kind of keep keep going. You know, baseball's played in the summertime, so you kind of know that <laughs> getting into it. You finish your season in May and – and hopefully June, you know, our goal was to uh, – I was hoping I wouldn't have to drive my son to a travel ball tournament. Right. I kept telling the coaches, like, hey, I hope I don't see you. And they're all, they're all cheering me on Tuesday. I hope we don't see you either. But uh, it's just part of it. And, uh, you know, I was just really proud of how our guys competed all year and, and, and um, you know, the, what, what, what we tried to achieve this year um, in, in the new league. You know, I, I want to get into it all, but, you know, is it hard for you? Did you watch any more of the Sun Belt tournament? Will you watch the NCAA tournament as it, as it rolls on these next few weeks? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, I say it's a, the fishbowl of college coaches. You know, you have a lot of friends that are competing this time of year. You kind of want to see, you know, who does what and how they do it. And, and more importantly, um, you know, I did watch the, the, the back end of the Sunbelt tournament um, from afar, you know, uh, obviously, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's just kind of, you know, we all cheer for each other. You know, our season's in, you always cheer for the guys you're friends with. And, you know, I got a lot of friends that are still playing. We're talking Marlon Eikenberry, baseball coach at James Madison. And is it strange to to not have to worry about your team right now and, and move on? Obviously, you're still going to worry and recruit and do all that. But uh, is it is it strange when the season comes to an end? Yeah, it is. It is. You know, you need a couple of days to kind of unwind and kind of just kind of reflect. And, um, you know, you, you, it, it's almost, as I say, it's, it's a rush to get the guys, you know, done and out of here and, you know, pack everything up and then basically look look forward to their summer and, you know, make sure they're all they're all placed where they need to go summer ball wise and make sure they're all academically where they need to be and and so you know it's the, the last couple of days of, of the year are always kind of a grind when you're doing exit meetings and, and and more or less you just kind of want you know want them to have a plan for for you know this summer and then having a plan as we get into the fall and and that's something that we talk about in this time of year. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but let's hit on last week in the Sun Belt Tournament. Again, obviously a great win over ODU, a 2-1 victory to get that vic- get that win, to get into the, the double elimination portion. Played well against Southern Miss for a long time. They pulled away late. Obviously back and forth, you battled with Appalachian State. I, you mentioned earlier, but you were awful proud of how your kids fought all year long, but especially last week in, in the Sun Belt Tournament. Well, yeah, well, I was, I was, you know, I mean, we didn't, you know, we, we, we battled and, you know, it, it, when you get in a tournament play, it's, a, it's, it's obviously the best of the best in the league. And it's such a great league. I mean, obviously having four teams make it to postseason play and, and it kind of just shows you the depth of the league and, and, and kind of where we are as, as a league. And that's something that was new to us, you know, I mean, just, just going to that tournament and, and seeing the caliber of arms that we saw. And then you need a little luck too. I think App State had a little bit of luck. The ball hit the top of the uh, right. first base bag and the bottom of the, in the bottom of the eighth of a tie game with two outs, and you're just sitting there shaking your head, going, "Man, you know, just uh, that 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 was kind of one of those lucky bounces for them." But you know, they had a great tournament, and then they were playing hot, and and, and they and they made a run in the tournament. So you know, it just shows our guys how you can you can, you play good baseball at the back end of the season and make a run in, 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 in anything. And good to finish to at least get the win over ODU, get to that double elimination format of the tournament, and and at least experience that. That was big for for your young kids, wasn't it? It was, it was. I mean, you know, you playing that play-in game, and um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion in our league whether whether we continue to do that or not. 
and how that how the brackets you know fall out. Just basically with looking at the league as a whole. I mean, we were one of four leagues that had every team in the tournament that had a top hundred RPI in that tournament. So you know, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time and seeing a lot of a lot of brackets and and different tournaments and things like that. That was one of the things I wanted to sit and watch, kind of study the Sunbelt tournament was how the brackets shake out and. You know, you had Old Dominion that was a 500 club in the in the league as a 10 seed. So it kind of just shows you how good the league is from top to bottom. And um, you know that that win against ODU was huge because we had just finished playing them two weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, you know each other pretty well, but you just kind of it was kind of one of those games where we just kind of grinded it out and got a got a big hit by Kyle Novak and then our bullpen did a great job. Yeah, they, they certainly did. Do you like the format? How it is? It's it, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a yeah. tough bracket. Um, you know, it kind of depends on how what side side you go on obviously i do like it because the one and two seeds you know usually won't see each other until until championship um uh sunday and so that that's i do like the bracket you got to win your bracket to get into to, to you got to win that bracket to get into the championship so you're not you're not crossing brackets which i do like that in, in tournament play we're talking with Marlon Eikenberry, baseball coach at James Madison. They wrapped up their season last week in the Sun Belt Tournament. They finished 31-25. and 25. And, you know, coaches, you just kind of look back, and I, I know it's it's still just it's fresh in your mind what happened last week, and, and it's hard to reflect on the entire season, and now you're moving forward to the next season and trying to recruit and do all that. But as you, look, as you entered this year, did you feel like there was some pressure going into a, a much better baseball league? Did you, did you feel some pressure on you and your staff and your club as you got into this new league? No, you know, I tell you what, our our staff did a great job just focusing on the process, getting better every day. Um, you know, even just, I mean, I, I joked around about Georgia Southern because, you know, Georgia Southern, we get down there and we have to practice in an inside gym in May, and the gym is probably not even half the size of our gym, and, and our guys are getting better at just the little things. And it was something we kind of preached from day one, but our staff did a great job of just kind of continuing that as the season. It could have been easily easy for us to say, ah, oh, we're not practicing in the gym, but we focused on some hand-eye coordination stuff. We focused on development stuff, and and that was really the big big thing, you know, having new hitting coaches here and and and, and Mike and, and Roberts and Alex Rayburn was, you know, just having those guys just continuous the grind of the process of, of of getting better every day was really refreshing for me as a coach to see how our guys bought into that and then to see their development and see how you know they've gotten better, you know, as the season went on, and you kind of saw that, you know, within our league too. I mean, you saw teams in the tournament that you know thought early in the year they they were they were weren't exactly where they needed to be, but you saw guys you know continuously get better. I can just I remember one player for example who did not have good numbers when we played them, and then when we got to the tournament, his numbers were a lot better. I'm like, man, it's, that's pretty impressive to see how how he really turned it on in the last month of the season. So, and, and some of our guys did the same thing as well. I mean, I was really proud of you know our younger guys uh, that that hadn't played a full season like Mike Mancini and. And Wyatt Piper, and, and and just watching them continuously get better. I mean, Jack Canzaro is another one who, who I thought was, didn't catch a lot, but then got thrown thrown in there when um, when Jason went down against Old Dominion and did an outstanding job. And I was just I commended those guys for that that process because they they continued to work and get better as the season went on. And kind of and, and you kind of saw it with some of our young arms with T.R. Williams and, and Jaden Kensler, and and then you know the same thing with you know Todd Mizoki, even though his numbers weren't you know wins losses weren't where he wanted to be, he got better as the season went on. So that's just something that we kind of preached early, and and I think our guys are really are really excited about you know that process and and how the season kind of unfolded as we, as we kept playing deep into uh, deep into our, our conference play. 
I want to ask you about that. You brought up a, a point on, on some of those guys that stepped into roles and, and never flinched and kind of stepped up. And I want to talk more about your coaches as well. But, you know, it seemed like guys were always ready. And that's that's a part of you and your coaching staff, keeping guys ready. Again, a guy like Jalen Lee was starting because of some injuries and had, had he had a really solid year, but then he was kind of the odd man out late in the season. But then he still steps in, hits a walk-off home run, and then has a, a triple in a game late in, 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 in a game late in the season. And, and you mentioned guys like Wyatt Pfeiffer and, and others that came up in big spots for you with all these walk-offs in different places that, that they came up big. Was that something that you were proud of your guys of always staying ready, never knowing when their name might be called, but they usually came through for you? Well, they, you know, I think the biggest part, they didn't ride the roller coaster when they weren't in the lineup. And, I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to be up when you're in the lineup, but it's easy to go straight down when you're not in the lineup. And I think it just kind of showed the personality and the grind of these guys of, of of not of, of always just kind of being ready when that when the, when their name gets called and and not you know not getting too high not getting too low um, and and in baseball you know it's it's a different game it's a it's different than football it's different than basketball because you're playing you know four times a week and and you just never know when when your name's going to get called to come in and and do a job and it's something I kind of preach from day one you never I mean be ready because you never know somebody I kept saying somebody on this club is going to do something really big when they haven't done it, you just got to keep picturing it in your brain as the season goes on. And, and you saw that with Jay Lee and, and, and a couple of hits he had late in the, in, in, in the, uh, in the season to really, you know, bring energy to our lineup and, and really do some, some, some nice things. And you saw, you know, Dooley had a really big um, lead off walk in the, in the, in, yeah. the, in the bottom of the top of the ninth against app state. when we were down to kind of almost give us a chance to win it late. And so our guys really bought into that. We're talking to Marlon Eichenberry, baseball coach at James Madison. As again, the Dukes wrapped up their season last week. And you mentioned Michael Roberts, Alex Rayburn. Um, did, did It seemed like they were a perfect fit, and they really meshed with you and Coach Jackson. And, and did it turn out to be even maybe better than what you thought it might be with bringing those guys in? You know, it, it was. I mean, to be honest with you, it was. You know, you know, I've known Mike for a long time, and I kind of know his personality. You know, obviously coaching him and, you know, sitting in his home when he was, you know, you know 16, 17 years old and then coaching him for – as long as I coached him for and then have him be on my staff. I knew, I knew what I was getting. Um, hiring Alex Rayburn was kind of part of, Hey, if you know, I get Mike, then I got to find somebody that meshes well with Mike because he's, I know what, I know what I'm going to get. And, and just Alex did a great job with our infielders, did a great job with our defense. Um, you know, our base running stuff, some of our advanced scouting stuff. He did, uh, you know, he did a great job with that stuff and, and working with Mike. And then, you know, obviously Jim and I, Jimmy and I have been together for, you know, eight seasons now, so we know we know kind of what we wanted to do, and we and we and when something wasn't working, we all sat down and we kind of said, "Hey, this isn't working. Let's try to find a way to make it better," and and then that's what we had to do as the season went on. I want to ask more about Jimmy as we're talking to Marlon Eikenberry, baseball coach at James Madison, because he's your right hand man. He, he you give him a lot of responsibility. Um, he had a lot of work to do with, with the pitching staff and just putting guys in different roles and figuring all that out. But but he is uh, he's so valuable to you, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we talk a lot of, you know, you know, late at night on the phone just about different <laughs> scenarios that shake out, even with, I mean, with, with in, in, in everything. And so, you know, we started out with this kind of pod system during the, you know, start of the season and we liked it and we liked it for a lot of different reasons. And then all of a sudden we didn't like it for a lot of different reasons. And we, and he was willing to, you know, make a change and go back to kind of the way we've done things. And it, I think by doing that, going into conference play, it really, it really added some value to some guys because, you know, Matt Kleinfelter, who, I mean, let's, let's be honest, Matt, Matt's first three years here, he didn't pitch a lot. And then for him to break the school record for appearances and put him in that role, that was all Coach Jackson's saying, hey, this guy can come in the pen. He can come in the pen every day 
you know, for 56 games for one or two outs. And I'm like, that's a perfect role for him. And then you look at, you know, you, you look at Jack Conan, a new addition, um, who had a great year, second team all conference utility player, who we started out as a, in the rotation. And then we realized, Hey, he's, he's, he's wearing down a little bit on the mound. Let's, let's, let's shake it up a little bit in the midweek games and let's give him a break. And we know we might need him down the stretch to start in the tournament. And sure enough, he got a start in the tournament. So a lot of those decisions were, were all made by the staff and, and, and coach Jackson and I sitting down with the pitching staff and, and really kind of just, you know, figuring out what works best for us. I mean, and I think a lot of guys bought into their roles, and, and mm-hmm. if guys buy into their roles, they're going to have successful years like Joe Vygotsky. I mean, yeah. he's 4-1 and one with five saves and had a 3.34 ERA. And, I mean, he bought into his role early and said, hey, yeah, I'm the guy. I want the ball with the last three outs on the line. And, and um, you know, that's a guy that, you know, once you buy into your role, they're going to have success. And and the and same thing happened with T.R. Williams. Went from being a, being a starter to a non-starter and, uh, I like him out of the bullpen. I told him that at the end of the year. I said, I really like having your name on the left side of my box <laughs> as a left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen throwing, you know, low to mid-90s. So, Especially um, when he does what he did in the OD game. I was really game. proud of how we made some adjustments. Well, and, and that's one thing as we talk to Marlon Ike, Barry baseball coach at JMU, is obviously you're going to miss uh, Kyle Novak and Trayvon Dabney, their leadership, and Jack Cohn with his one year, Jaylon Lee his one year, but, but guys that were veteran players that had that veteran voice. But you had so many freshmen and sophomores have a big role on this team and really, really play well for you. Obviously, you mentioned Mike Mancini, um, but, but I mean, Jason Schiavone was only a sophomore. Heck, Fenwick Trendle was only a sophomore th- this past year. Uh, Ryan Dooley. I mean, you mentioned uh, Canizero, Wyatt Pfeiffer. All these guys are young players in your program that did seem to make a huge step either from the beginning of this year to the end or from last year to this year. That's that's exciting for you, isn't it, to see so many guys that are that are starting to really come into their own. Even And you mentioned your pitchers. Jaden Kinsler's a guy that that was doing that. You mentioned TR. Um, all of a sudden, it's Ertl Schweiger who was pitching well. A lot of you had a pitchers that way too. Is that exciting for you? It was. I tell them in the recruiting process, the blueprints in place, you know, for player development. I mean, it's in place, and and you know, you just got to continue to work every day. And, and you know, for the new guys that are coming in, you know, this summer, you know, the freshmen and, and, and guys coming in this summer. You know, once they realize, hey, the blueprints in place, and they continue the grind of working, then it all pays pays off. You know, you it's you know you 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 put the put the coin in the in the in the piggy bank, and you then you know you save it all, and then all of a sudden it pays off when it really when you really need it, and that's during the season. And and I think that's what that's what the biggest message that was to you know the Shavonis and the Trembles and the and the Dunaways of the world, which Mason Dunaway has another year, mm-hmm. and he's coming back, so that's uh that's exciting exciting for us. Um, but uh. You know those guys that uh, those guys that are doing you know that type of work and understand the process part of it. They're, they're going to get rewarded during the season. How were the exit interviews? Were those good with your guys about what they're doing this summer and just what they need to work on for next year? Yeah, it was. I mean, a lot of guys going off and playing in the summer. Um, you know, watching the Valley League. You know, kind of sprinkled around all over the country playing summer ball and. And, you know, it's exciting for them because they understand, hey, how important it is for to get an extra 100 at-bats, you know. Yeah. Something I talked to with Wyatt Piper was, you know, hey, you've gotten you've gotten 100 at-bats this year. And, 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 I, and I split the season up. In, I think the calendar year splits itself up into three seasons. You have a, a spring season, a summer season, and a fall season. And, you know, I, I, told, I told Wyatt Piper he had 104 at-bats this year. I said, go get another 100 this summer. And then get another thirty or forty or fifty in the fall, and you look up over the course of three seasons of your freshman year of getting two hundred and fifty at bats. And when you add those up over the course of three years, well, then then you're going to be a much mature hitter. Uh, um, in in and the pitchers are a little bit different in summer ball because they're pitching yeah. the wooden bats, 
so they can get away with some things that they can't get away with aluminum bats, but still, you know, it's still good. It's still good exposure and really good experience for them to go out and, and pitch in these summer leagues. Because so some of these summer leagues are drawing 500 to 3,000 yeah, right. fans a night. I mean, a Northwoods league draws, you know, averages 4,000 in Madison, Wisconsin, and, you know, the Cape Cod league, you know, where we have some guys going up there and, and just, you know, in, in, in the coastal plains, like in the Valley league, you know, they'll have a couple hundred a night and, and just playing in those environments is really is really good for our guys. We're talking to Jimmy baseball coach Marlon Eichenberry as they wrapped up their season this past week. And what was the Sun Belt all you thought it was going to be? I know we've talked throughout the year, and the biggest difference is probably the arms and the depth. But did it kind of pan out to, to how you thought the Sun Belt would, would, would be for you guys? It did realize there's a lot of really good arms in this league. Um, uh, a lot of physical kids uh, felt really small when we walked through the line against uh, <laughs> against Southern Miss in Louisiana because it seemed like every kid was six four, six five. But uh, you know, I think what really amazed me the most in this league was the caliber of arms that were in this league. I mean, you just you know, Marshall running out guys mid nineties. I mean, I mean, the Friday night guy from Marshall it was there's you know twenty scouts in the stands to watch him and. And so you just know, like every team has really quality arms and, and pitching, and, and the depth part of it was was a little different for us. I mean, you know, we we didn't have a ton of depth. We had some guys go down at certain times during the year, which really kind of affected our our overall conference record. Um, you know, you know, Mason was down early. We lost Jacob Steinberg at Coastal for 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 the remainder of the season, and you know, we just had some guys in and out of the lineup early in conference play. But once we got our guys back and solidified. Our lineup, you know, I'd probably say right before we played Louisiana, um, we really made a run at it. And I think if we can keep guys, you know, doing what they've been doing for each 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 day over the course of the calendar year, then having that depth is going to be even more important next year. Now, having seen the league firsthand and, and played all the teams and seeing it close up and, and personal, does that change the type of player you recruit? Does that does that does that alter anything with you? And, and maybe now we need to shift focus a little bit here or there, or anything like that. I think I think it doesn't really change how we recruit. I think it may change like and it has changed our our, our footprint. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot more kids. Um, you know, that we're talking to outside of the Mid Atlantic. Um, but I think one thing it does it does you do look at you know the athleticism. A little bit differently, um, you know. You can't plug a guy in just one position. You got to look at a guy to play multiple positions, and that kind of that kind of bode well for like Jacob Steinberg, who was a DH and first baseman, and was our starting third baseman when we played against Coastal, um, where you know we saw him as I mean we recruited him more of a first baseman pitcher. I think you just you just you got to have flexibility, and that's one of the things that I saw in this league where where you know guys are bigger, stronger, um, and and they they have a lot more depth. And flexibility. I mean, you know, you a lot more of major league uh, management styles where you have a, a lefty off the bench versus a right-handed pitcher and a um, you know or a right-handed hitter off of a left-handed. You get, a lot of teams had those kind of moves to make where where we technically you know once once we got our kind of set our guys we just kind of stuck with that and, and let it roll and and um, you know so there's some good there's some positives and negatives with that as well. But I was just really excited about you know. The, the league getting four teams in the, in, in regionals. Yeah. I mean, you look at you know the, the tournament and the, the teams that were in the tournament. It was just really a high level quality college baseball. Does that have you seen have you seen it help recruiting already? Even last year when when you were going into the league and now you can use that to your advantage. Hey, we've got four teams in the league. One team at Coastal's hosting this weekend. I mean, uh, do you uh, you use that to your advantage? I'm sure. I'm guessing that does make a difference in, in your recruiting pitch. 
Oh, it does. It does. I mean, it, it helps having a first rounder last year too. Before getting drafted, <laughs> uh, yes, but, but you know, <laughs> I, I think I think when you when you when you go, you have a first rounder get drafted last year, and 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 then you go into this league and you see how 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 we play in this league. It really it really does kind of open open some eyes to to some kids, and you know, from not only just in the in the Mid Atlantic, but also you know, Northeast all the way down to the Florida, because Sun Belt baseball is 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 considered one of the top you know, five leagues in college baseball. Yeah, no question. How how has recruiting gone? Uh, do, you, do you still have some open spots for this year? How how much, uh, how far along are you for, for next year? Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's, it's really kind of crazy right now with, with the new transfer portal rules and, <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, the NIL stuff and, and just kind of watching what's taking place in college baseball right now. You know, the answer is, you know, yeah, we've, we've done a really good job in recruiting, you know, but at the same time, you don't know, exactly what's going to really happen with 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 obviously your team and then with other teams and then with the transfer portal the way it is i mean we're looking at it and we're looking at different spots and different places where guys can fit in and 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 so i would say yes we are still recruiting um and recruiting never ends i always say that to everybody and it never ends it's always it's always going because you never know what can happen i mean you know especially with the amount of you know injuries are in 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 baseball and you're seeing it in major league baseball too with the amount of injuries that are happening early in the year uh, you think you may have one guy, and all of a sudden, boom, he he may get hurt. And he may need, need need him to be replaced, and 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 you just don't know that until until you get into the summertime and you kind of, kind of you know wind down the the recruiting part of it. But I tell you what, it has done. It's it's really it's really put JMU on more of a national. When I say national, I'm I'm getting a, a requests from people from you know Seattle to California to Texas to to Minnesota to Florida. So you know the recruiting umbrella has definitely been widened across the country how i know you haven't you, you've dipped a little bit into the transfer portal you haven't gone heavy there but is, is that something that that you continue to evolve in and may use more maybe this year than last year or is that something you're always monitoring it i'm sure yeah you know it's you know you look at like the guys we got last year like you know Jalon and you got you know jack Cohn. you know it's going to be somebody that we know it's going to be one or two you know three guys that we think can can really help us um, in, in certain positions, and it's not something that you know. I don't think here, James. You, I mean, it's not something you can do your whole roster with, just right. because of how. I mean, just be honest, how, how good of a school it is, and 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 so you know, when we're looking at transfer portal, you're not only looking at like, okay, you got to grades, you got to look at what hours transfer, you got to look at all these different moving parts, and then I always say there's always kind of a reason why somebody's leaving one place to go to another, and you got you got to do your digging on that as well. Um, but I think what you're seeing more importantly now is, is there'll be, you know, one or two guys sprinkled in, but, you know, our core guys are set and, and that's kind of how, how we've done it, um, here in a couple of years now, could it change? Yes. Um, but I think right now it's just with, with the academics of, of college baseball, I mean, 56 games in a, in a 14 week period and, and, and everything that happens along with that, it's a grind. It's, it's definitely a grind. And, and so, um, we will be looking at it, but I don't think you can build a team off of it here at JMU. Um, but we will definitely be adding people like we did this past year and, and looking at different different people at different roles. No doubt. A very successful season here for the Dukes as they finished 31-25. and 25. Again, four teams from the Sun Belt get in. The Dukes weren't far from finishing in third place in the Sun Belt in the regular season standings. But, Coach Ikenberry, thank you so much for everything throughout the entire year. Congratulations. We'll catch up again this offseason. Dave, thank you. Go Dukes.